Hello, everybody, and good morning, afternoon, evening, wherever you are. Welcome to Live at the Hub. I know you're like, uh, that's not the hub behind you. I know. We're actually in my home office. It looks really, I kind of like the vibe. It's giving, it's giving YouTube. It's giving YouTube. But nonetheless, I'm glad that you have chosen to join us today for worship and, you know, to just dig into the word of God. Today's going to be shorter than normal. <laughs> um. <laughs> And they're like, okay, service has been like short. I mean, it has been short, short path, short bishop. It's just, it's been crazy. Like, but you know what? Sometimes you don't need, sometimes you don't even need 30 minutes to get the word out. But listen, for those of you who haven't met me before, my name is Bishop Castillo Green, and I am the lead pastor alongside my lovely wife, Pastor Rachel Green of True Vision Christian Community. We are a multicultural, multi-generational expression of God's love on the earth. And I am so glad that you are here with us today. Um, so as you can see right now, we are meeting virtually, but don't worry, we'll be releasing details of when we will be reopening physically soon. All right, so with that, we're gonna go ahead and start with a word of prayer. Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I thank you. I thank you for, for this gathering, for this opportunity to share the word with your people. And Lord God, I pray that all technology works in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray that that you know that that the that as this word goes across the, the four corners of the earth, that people are ministered to, that people are 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 given life and life more abundantly. And God, we just give you glory, honor, and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so let's dig into this. So this, so pretty much this week has been the first week of classes. As you know, as many of you know, I work at Hawking College. And um, pretty much the bulk of my job is providing support to students and like giving advice and also, you know, sometimes being the voice of reason. And um, this week was a lot of counseling students and working with them. Started spring semester. They're, um, they're like, okay, I need to do something different. I need another chance. And I was working with a student. And we were talking about, you know, Understanding a return on investment, and um, I busted out what the parable, which will be the text of today's of today's message, and it it hit me so hard. It's been resonating with me so much that you know God was like, "This is where what you need to share, what you need to speak to today." Um, so we've been talking about the concept of new seasons and what God, how God is shifting people, how God is changing things, how God is moving us into new territory, into a new anointing, into the, whatever this new is, and understanding that we have to first remove the old to make it to the new. So we're going to go today to Matthew 25, Matthew 25, verses 14 through 30, which is the familiar text called the parable of the talents. So Matthew 25, 14 through 30. Let's read. For it is just like a man to go about, to go on a, on a journey. He called his own servants and entrusted his possessions to them. To one he gave five talents, to another two talents, and to another one talent, depending on each one's ability, that he went on a journey. Immediately, the man who had received five talents went and put them to work and earned five more. In the same way, the man with two earned two more. But the man who had received one talent went off, dug a hole in the ground, and hid his master's money. After a long time, the master of those servants came and settled accounts with them. The man who had received five talents approached, presented five talents, and said, Master, you gave me five talents. See, I have earned five more talents. His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful over a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Share your master's joy. 
The man with two talents also approached. He said, Master, you gave me two talents. See, I have earned two more talents. His master said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful over a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Share your master's joy. The man who had received one talent also approached and said, Master, I know you. You are a harsh man. Reaping where you haven't sown and gathering, gathering where you haven't scattered seed. So I was afraid and went off and hid your talent in the ground. See what you have. See, you have what is yours. His master replied to him, you evil, lazy servant. If you knew that I reap where I haven't sown and gather where I haven't scattered, then you should have deposited my money with the bankers and I would have received my money back with interest when I returned. So take the talent from him and give it to the one who has 10. For everyone who has, more will be given and he will have more than enough. But from the one who does not have, even what has even what he has will be taken away from him and throw this good for nothing servant into the outer darkness where there'll be weeping and gnashing of teeth. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading of his word. So the title of today's message for those who like to be grammatically, grammatically correct, quote unquote, is this is why you are stuck. Here's how I heard it in my spirit. This why you stuck. Let me just give it to you straight up. No chaser. This why you stuck. So let's talk about this. So the master says, I'm going to give y'all some money. I'm going to give you, you get five, you get two, you get one. Some people read this as giftings and abilities. That's another, that's one way we can, one lens we can look in this. Let's look at it as brass tacks here real quick. I'm going to give you five talents. I'm going give to you, give you the largest amount of money. I'm going to give you the medium amount of money. I'm just going to give you one based off what you have to offer, based off of your abilities. And let's see if you can turn this thing around. The five turned it around and got five, got five more. So he got double for his trouble. The two did the same thing. The one is what we're going to focus on today. For many of us, we see what we have to offer as nothing. We see who we are as nothing. I mean, I'm going to help you all out with this. Like we see who we are as nothing and feel like that we have absolutely nothing to offer. So that so we're that one. We we have a person. We got that one talent. Got the one thing. But rather than take the risk and invest it and use it, we bury it. We we're we're like you know that that the person with the one, you may be the one who's constantly praying to God, going, God, I need you to change me. God, I need you to do something within me. But the thing is, you are not putting your faith, your one thing, to work. The Bible talks about how faith without works is dead. And ironically, I was in Bible study with, with some of our students on Tuesday, and I asked them, what is the definition of faith? Because we talk about this big old huge concept of faith, expecting everybody to know what faith is, but most people don't know what faith is. So what is the, what is the definition of faith? After hearing a few answers, we got to brass tacks with it. That faith is trust. Faith, once to put it, faith is a different kind of trust to where you don't, you just be like, okay, I'm just going to do this. This is, this is a total, I'm giving it all to you type of trust. Now, the issue that we run into is that many of us sit in the master's house. 
We sit in the house of God. We go to church. We, we read the Bible, but we, we but we have no faith that God is going to do what he did. The same God that was in the Bible is the same God that is still living and active now. So if he could do it for, for filling the blank, if he could do it for Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph, David, all of them, if he could do it for Paul and Peter and all of them, surely he could do it for you. But you have that one thing. But rather than work that one thing, you bury it in the ground. And then you're the one, nothing's happening to me. Nothing's changing in my life. Nothing, I'm just going through. Why well, I got so much? This is why you are stuck. You are the reason why you are stuck. Faith is an action word. Here's, here's, here's how I'll break it down. Here's how I'll break it down to my students. You come here because you want a return on investment. A return on investment is a degree, a job. Pretty much you want to move further than those who have come before you. Or you're trying to get to where those come before you to use this as a launching pad to get further. So either way, you're going to get something out of this. But if you invest nothing, you get nothing. I'm going to say that again for the people in the digital back. If you invest nothing, you get nothing. Mm -hmm. the problem is in the modern day church is that we want everything given to us we want everything handed over to us that no we'll receive the one thing but we do not put that one thing to work we will receive the word but we will not be doers of the word but we will receive the word but we'll hear it but we will not do it we will not move forward in the word so instead of doing what instead of doing what god asks of us we bury it in the ground and go why is anything changing this is why you are stuck this is why things are the way that they are in your life. And being stuck, being stagnant causes death. I'm going to say that again. Being stuck, being stagnant, being in, stuck in yourself causes death. Seek first. The Bible says this, seek first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. If we seek God, if we seek after the things of God, if we put the word to work, if you try, when we begin to try God at his word, we are investing. We are working that thing. We are working our faith. We're working that one thing. So that way there will be a return. But we have to stop Blaming the systems. Literally, if you look at the end of that text, the one slave says, listen, I know how you do business. I know how you act. I know how you is. So rather than participate in your systems, I'm going to bury it into the ground and it's not going to do, and I'd rather it do nothing than benefit you. And the master said, you could at least put it in the bank. Got something. For many of us, we look externally at 
the systems, that the things of this world and say, because of these systems, and I have been guilty of that, and God's been working on me on that, that because of the systems, because of how things are, that I cannot move forward. I'm stuck in the state that I'm in, that my daddy's daddy and my daddy's daddy's daddy and my daddy's daddy's daddy went through this. So I, this is my portion. This is my lot. This is where I'm going to live. So rather than work the one thing I got, I'm going to just put it in the ground. Rather than work my faith for that one thing I got, for the one thing I know I can do, for the one thing I have to offer, that I'm that I'm going to put it in the ground, I'm going to let it die because this is just my lot in life. This is who I'm going to be. This is who I'm going to become. Baby, you have to be, realize that if you want something to change, if you want something to shift, you have to say, I know what the system says. I know what the generational curses say. I know what these things are, but I know a God. God, that if I work this one thing, there will be a return. If I take this one step, Frozen 2, one of my gems of Frozen 2 is called do the it's called the next right thing. But here's the thing. Here, let me give you the surrounding. If you haven't seen Frozen 2, spoiler alert. At this point in the movie, Elsa done, Elsa done died. And because Elsa died, Olaf died. And Anna is sitting in this cave, real and just re has realized that her sister, that wasn't even her sister's presence, her sister died. And because her her sister's powers were keeping Olaf alive, Olaf died too. So the song starts out, she's like, I can stay in this cave. But you know what? Let me do the do the next right thing. Let me take that next step. Let me take that next chance. Let me move forward. Let, let me move forward. I don't know what forward is going to look like. I don't know what forward is going to feel like. But I'd rather move forward than be stuck in this cave. Many of you under the sound of my voice all over this world, you are stuck in your cave. Because of what you see, what what it might be governmental, it might be familial, it might be educational. That you're like, I'm, this is what well, this is. I'm only allowed to be here, and this is where I'm going to be. This is where everybody else has been. And God is saying, No, I'm calling you higher. No, I'm calling you forward. No, I'm calling you to break the curse and not perpetuate it. I'm calling you to be a change agent and not a maintainer. I'm calling you to shift things rather than stay in it. So, so you, it's, you, you might need to go to the spot where you had the funeral for the one thing, for the one talent, for the one, for that thing that people said that you were unable to do. That you, you don't have a funeral, you don't have the repast. We, you don't sang the songs. You said that you told that thing it was going up yonder, but God is saying it is not dead. Go, go, dig it back up and go put it to work. Put your faith to work, trusting and believing that there will be a return, that God will do what he said, because the promises of God are yea and amen to the glory of God. In 2023, I challenge you, those who are listening to me, those who, are, who might be driving down the road right now, you might be, might be sitting up in your living room having some coffee. I'm challenging you that this year is the year where you work that one thing so that there might be an investment and there will be a return 
return on your investment that you will succeed, that you will move forward, that you will live and not die. You're going to lose the weight. You're going to be able to, you're going to complete school. Some of y'all need to start school. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You're going to complete that project. You're going to do that one thing that God has called you on the earth to do. So that way he can get the glory out of you. Our yes provokes his yes. Woo. Our yes, our yes to God. If you look at the five and the two, because those, because because the because the other the one that had five, the one that had two, said, you know what? I know how he works. I know how he functions. But you know what? Forget him. He gave me this. So you know what? I'm going to do what I'm called to do and make it work. Same circumstances, same master, same everything. Rather than the one thing being passed off to the 10. I challenge you, don't let this thing get passed down to the next generation. Don't let this thing get passed down to your children and their children's children. Don't let it get passed down to your second, third cousin twice removed. That God has called for you to take that one thing. That God has called for you to take your life and move it and move it forward by faith so you may see the fullness of God and no longer live in death, no longer live in stagnation, no longer no longer think your future has already been set out for you. God knows the plans. God knows the promises that he has for you. And all he is waiting for you to do is say yes. But until you make the realization that it is your time, that it, this is your time, that God has handed you something of worth and value, that God is giving you something of worth and value. In fact, that you are something of worth and value. This is why you're stuck. This is why you're, you're in the state that you're in. This is why you're still dealing with the same stuff you've been dealing with for the past 15, 20 years. That because you, because you have gotten so accustomed to what the systems have said. You've gotten accustomed to the fact that you feel like you, you are not enough, that you don't have enough, that you have nothing to offer. And so you have laid, literally laid yourself. Now you are the talent. You have laid yourself in the ground. You have put the dirt over your face. But baby, you ain't dead. You are not dead. You have something to offer. You have you have life to offer. Who my God, I feel God in this room. You have something to offer. Quit accepting less. Quit quit accepting less, man, woman who's stuck in a relationship and all that person does is break you down. Quit accepting less. That person that you grew up in poverty, that you grew up in the hood, that you grew up in the holler. And you know, you have a vision, you know where you want to go. But yet, because your surroundings tell you you can't, because your parents tell you you can't, you are choosing not to run after it. You better chase after that thing and not look back. To, to you, to you person whose money, who might have more month than money, and God might be telling you the very thing that will be able to bring your family out and over. Now faith. Is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Now faith 
Faith without works is dead. Now, now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. So I challenge you today, my God. Whoo, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I challenge you today to get unstuck. We've been talking about, last week we said, I do not negotiate. Quit negotiating with the enemy. Quit negotiating with what people expect out of you. Quit quit negotiating with, like, don't, don't quit aiming low. Quit negotiating with them low things and say, I'm, I can do all things through Christ that gives me strength. That means if God has called me to it, he's going to bring me through it. He's going to bring me help. He's going to bring me hope. He's going to be everything that I need. So that way I am not, I don't have to struggle. I don't have to worry. I don't have to be where I can do all things through Christ. Everything that I need to do, I can do it. If Christ gives me the strength, if Christ calls me to it, quit accept, quit settling, quit accepting things, quit, 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 prop, quit prophesying to yourself saying that you can you can only go this far when God has called you to go from glory to glory to glory. That God, that relationship with God is forward motion. Quit shortchanging yourself. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. So I challenge you this week. I need you to identify the one thing. My God, I prophesy to you right now in the name of Jesus, to everyone who, who grabs hold of this thing, pick, hold on to that one thing. Hold on to that thing. Don't let go of it. Don't, don't let, I don't care what people say. Uh, don't let go of it and see the return happen by the end of this year. Praise God. That, that, that I need you to hold on to the thing. I need you to, to, to not just hold, I need you to grab it for dear life. I remember the message I preached um, in December, a charge to keep I have that I have made a vow to God that and I will not turn back. I will not run back. I will not I will not I will not be stuck. I will not be, take heed to the words of people who have no good for me that I will hold on to this thing and I won't let go because I refuse to be stuck. I refuse to be stuck. I refuse to be stuck. Hallelujah. Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord God, I thank you. I thank you for your word may manifest in this place. Lord God, I pray right now for every person under the sound of my voice. You might be watching this, might be watching this in real time. Lord God, oh, I pray right now in the name of Jesus for those who, who are watching this, who are listening to this, Lord God, that they take hold of this word, that they are they refuse to be stuck. They refuse to be stagnant, that we will not entertain dead things any longer, that we will no longer bury ourselves in the ground, but we choose to come up out the dirt. We choose to rise up out of our seats and run with faith, knowing that you are a promise-keeping, a covenant-keeping God, that you will do exactly what you said, and your word does not return void. I bind up every lion demon in the name of Jesus. Every lion demon who is speaking directly to people, every lion demon that's jumping out of folk around them in the name of Jesus. God, I pray you begin to separate people, separate them from those who are, who are causing them destruction and pain and bring them to the people that will bring them life so that way they can become unstuck and see the reward of faithfulness to see the reward of the promises of God in the name of Jesus. Devil, 
You are a liar and the truth is not in you. We rebuke, we bind, we cast you out, we cast you off in the name of Jesus. And I speak the joy of the Lord. I speak the strength of the Lord. I speak the, I speak the even the eyes of faith in the name of Jesus. God, move us forward so we won't go back. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. God, we know that your word will not return void. And Lord God, I pray that this year be a year of testimonies of the goodness of God. And God, we give you all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise. In Jesus' name, amen.